This episode is about how the Hong Kong protests had compelled me to look at, am I standing up for all the parts of myself? What parts of myself do I siphon off or sacrifice in order to gain in other parts? And where am I ready to be more integrated? Join me in this conversation as well as the experiential that is to follow around feeling incongruence and alignment, knowing what that feels like for yourself so that you can check in with parts of your life and also in future decisions that come up in your life. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. This episode is sponsored by my workshops. There's a workshop coming up in Chicago on July 21st, 2019, and it's called Restore the Flow of Love. It's a family constellations workshop, which doesn't mean it has to do with family at all, but what it does mean is that there's a system in each of us of dynamics and energies and ways of being that live through our energy, our body, our way of life and the way our body moves. And often those dynamics are unconscious. They're living through us without us even knowing. But we can see the symptoms or the side effects of it all in our challenges and what troubles us or what we feel is a struggle. And that can touch into our love life, career, family, what we want to do in the world, how we want to feel and what we do feel. So constellations work as an experiential process that's in the body and in our felt sense without mental information and offers us a way to look at three-dimensionally through our bodies what those underlying dynamics are that are showing itself to us so that we can reveal more for us. They're the opening to what's next. They're a beginning. And often in our ancestry, there's something that has happened that has been tragic or traumatic, hard to bear. And if those are not integrated by someone in the family, then they usually get passed down. The soul of the family wants us to see all of it and hold it all with love. And so in this process, usually some dynamics can relate to the ancestry or a past life, or some part of your inner world. And we restore that flow of life and love so that you can step forward into your life with much more ease and know yourself that much more. If you want to check out the workshop, you can find it at candicewood.com slash flow of love. And if you're interested in workshops like this, but have missed the date for this, you can find more events at candiswoo.com slash events. Welcome back, everyone. I am looking over the lake where I am in Michigan, and it's a gorgeous, sunny day. The sun is almost going down, and it's lovely to be here with you today 
to talk about something that has been touching my heart lately. Before we get there, I'm reflecting on the fact that July 4th was just around the corner, and for the people in the United States, that is the celebration of Independence Day. And often people think about Independence Day being freedom, about the theme of freedom, or that theme comes up. As I was looking out at the fireworks the other night, I just felt a a bunch of complex emotions. I felt like, well, what is Independence Day? While a group of people immigrated here and got independence from Britain, which is what America stands upon, there are also plenty of people who lost freedoms and lost a lot in that experience in that coinciding with it. And the question came to me, when do we stand for all people? How do we do that? We say we do that at times and we don't often know the way to completely follow through with that and desires conflict. There's upset involved. And I'm talking about racial lines. I'm talking about ethnic and cultural challenges and wars, hurt on both ends, trauma of years and years and years. And so as I think about this and think about the idea of freedom or independence, I think about choice, which is what's also ringing true with the conversation I want to bring today. And that sense of how do we really stand for all? The question begins with, How do we stand for all of ourselves? And how do we see all within ourselves and hold that in harmony? So the way I'm speaking does refer to parts work where we think of all the parts of ourselves, the inner parts of ourselves as uh, different aspects of who we are that we can touch in with some parts of us are younger parts that may have gotten stuck in time or fixated at a certain point in time because of a hurt or a wound. Some parts of us are with us through and through, like our inner critic, and have just mean things to say about what's going on. Other parts are very wise and reasonable. Others, most parts, protect and desire the best for us. And And how do we really hold space for all of those parts of us, all of who we are, whether or not you call them parts, and all of who we we are in harmony? You know, have you had a time where one part of you really wanted something and another part of you, or on the other hand, the thing that you wanted wasn't good for you, or it wasn't quite right, or... There's disagreement there to some degree, and you're just in this debate back and forth. Well, you can consider those two aspects as as different parts of you. You can learn more about parts work at candacewu.com slash parts work, where I talk about embracing all the different parts of you and how to work with different parts. But that's not exactly the topic for today, even though it is the topic for today. (laughs) For me, this conversation all started with seeing the Hong Kong protests. They have been, people in Hong Kong have been protesting the extradition bill that would allow China to 
extradite people into their country to uh, sentence them or try them in the case of a crime. And that began with a crime that was committed in Taiwan by someone who is, I believe, a Hong Kong citizen. And without going too far into the into this, uh, one thing led to another, and the bill that they wanted to pass would allow China to extradite people too. The people of Hong Kong saw right away, many of the people of Hong Kong saw right away that this would crumble and wear down that Hong Kong was promised to be after the handover of Hong Kong back to China in 1997. Hong Kong was promised to have semi-autonomy and hold its own elections. And slowly, it seems as though China has been interfering with that process. And the protests in 2014 show just that. So here I am in Michigan, in the U.S., looking at these photographs of millions of Hong Kong people flooded into the streets that I have walked and the streets that I know pretty well from going there every, almost every winter for the last six to 10 years. Hong Kong has been a second home to me in many ways. I visited my grandma there often when she was alive, my aunt and uncle and cousins, and it's been the place that has housed my family for many years. My family originally was from China and back in the lineage. And at some point they knew that they needed to leave and they fled to Hong Kong in order to escape the communist government and the way that people were treated. And they wanted more freedom. They wanted more opportunity, more rights. And so they landed in Hong Kong. So there is a soft spot for Hong Kong in my heart and for the people. And that is my heritage. That is my people. And so here I am looking at these photographs and these videos. It's just astounding. And what really touched my heart was how many people were coming out to the streets, speaking up and standing up for what they believe in is right for their country and for their people. This extradition bill, in some ways, likely wouldn't have even... For most Hong Kong citizens and people, that extradition bill would not even affect them directly or even probably indirectly, but they're willing to stand up and speak up for what's greater, that they want their freedoms, they want their rights, they don't want to um, be controlled by China, and they are standing up for those people who would be affected. And in so doing, they have put themselves at risk for being arrested or for getting hurt. Um, the police have been pushing back against them. And for the most part, it has been incredibly nonviolent. Hong Kong seems to be known for its... <laughs> polite protests where students are doing homework on the streets and where they're handing supplies to each other and or very organized, clean up after themselves, and um, nonviolent. 
So there was some violence, though, but um, with the people who have been arrested, the people protesting are also trying to stand up for their rights. So they're asking, they had been asking for looking into investigating the police brutality and into releasing the people who have been charged and shifting the charges off of being riot charges and they want the extradition bill to be off the table completely. So at the time of me recording this, I don't have much more information except for that the the bill was delayed and there were several days of protests more than a couple of weeks ago now. And this conversation here isn't about what's right or what's wrong or what we should protest and what we shouldn't, but it's about how incredibly powerful it was to see how many people were coming out to the streets and how heartwarming it was to me to know that while most of these people wouldn't be affected, they are standing up for all those who could be affected. And that's a small handful of people or likely a small handful of people, but also that they're standing up for that greater sense, the greater need of their liberty and their human rights. So when I felt this, I just started crying. It felt like, oh, wow, people are really standing up. People are really speaking out and caring about each other in such a beautiful way. And while I was feeling this heartwarming feeling of love and caring that was filling up some of the wounds of places in me that have wished for that kind of support from strangers or from loved ones around me even. I also felt the pain of the fact that Hong Kong's freedoms have been slowly, slowly being infringed upon and slowly crumbling. I feel how powerful China is and As I was sharing this with my mother, her perspective was that just Hong Kong doesn't stand a chance against China, especially. And for me, that was incredibly discouraging and um, disheartening. And on some level, that could be true. So I sat with all this and felt that pain, felt for the people there, and I still have family there. As I went deeper with it with myself, I felt that the Hong Kong protests were a perfect way for me to ask myself, am I standing up for all the parts of myself? Am I congruent and in harmony with all the parts of myself? Are they in harmony with each other? And of course, this is a lifelong process. But I was looking at where in me can I be more congruent? Where in me can I stand up for parts of me that I perhaps push into the shadows, ignore, abandon, or hide, or turn a blind eye to? What this highlighted for me was the sense that in a few relationships I held, I was accepting part of the relationship, agreeing to part of it, and disagreeing to a whole part of it. And yet I was just staying in it 
and staying in it and staying in it. I even had a dream the other day that I was watching TV with one of these people and everything they were saying was just getting me all pissed and angry and worked up. And we were watching TV. And while I was angry, it was as if I, the anger wasn't doing anything. It was just living in me and festering and growing. And yet it had no real outlet, even though I was expressing the anger. Susie Tucker, one of my family constellations teachers, had a retreat recently, and she spoke to judgment being a placeholder for movement. That where we have judgment can be this marker for perhaps a movement that wants to be had instead. And maybe that literally means to move away, walk away, move your body away, or to have a different distance. And if we had that distance, perhaps we'd be able to be with ourselves, with our emotion, rather than judging the person. So in the dream, I was definitely judging that person. Not only was I angry, but I was judging that person. And yet it was impotent, impotent. It wasn't having any power. And that's how I felt like these relationships in my waking life were, that I was just staying with these dynamics and living in them, and they became somewhat toxic and not okay. Yet the parts of those relationships that I did like, and these are two different kinds of relationships I'm speaking about, those were enough to keep me in to some degree for some time until that really exhausted me. And I began to realize that I felt incongruent. I felt uneasy all the time around these situations and dynamics. And for some time, what was good about it was allowing me to ignore and push away a whole other part of me or many parts of me that felt uncomfortable, angry, dissatisfied, unhappy, and felt like my worthiness was questioned in a way, like the standards of how I want to be treated weren't being held to. And I was trading off parts of me for other parts of me to receive the quote-unquote good things about it. My friend Twyla recently shared with me some insights that she had around what's coming up for her in her life. And she shared about how animals have been, she's very aware of how animals have been removed from their locations of um, heritage or where they thrive and placed into new habitats. And then they become very angry or violent with the people around or, or other animals around. And they've been moved by humans. And at times they've also been turned into a commodity. She's questioning in her awareness, where, where are we creating commodity out of things that ought to be sacred and honored? Like taking animals' parts and selling them and using them as a way to make money and as a um, valuable item 
rather than a valuable creature, energy, and being. So I'm not really here to impart any morality or or my values on you, but when my friend Twyla was talking about this, where do we sell ourselves came up to me. Where do I sell off parts of myself, sacrifice parts of myself, in order to gain in other parts? That really felt icky for me. It gave me a wincing feeling in my body, which meant it really hit the spot somewhere that I was, in fact, trading off the fullness of my joy and worthiness and happiness, peace and harmony for one part of me that was gaining something. And it was gaining some really good things. So I also see myself very gently with this because the gain that I was receiving was something I wanted to experience and was helpful to me for some time. And I'm really speaking to that tipping point place where there's almost a balance between this is good and this is not, or this is helpful and this is not anymore. And where it's uncomfortable in this sort of middle zone where I'm not saying no completely, but I'm not saying yes completely. And as many times as I've reminded myself that if it's not a wholehearted and whole body, absolute yes, whether that's a relationship, an experience, something I'm investing in, or a person I want to spend time with, if it's not a wholehearted yes, it's actually a no. If it's a maybe, it's actually a no. That something in me knows that it's not completely aligned or congruent. And when it is, it is. So as much as I know that in my mind, I'm still working through pieces of remnants of trauma experiences where I've taken a lot of bad while taking the good. Um, in other words, I've taken a lot of painful experience with the essential things I needed, love, connection, and support. And so it uh, is still working its way out where I don't have to have both necessarily. I can have all of me be satisfied and supported, loved, and respected. And it's important to have those boundaries. So circling back to the Hong Kong protests, seeing people stand up for the one person that could be impacted or the dozen people that would be impacted, I felt I needed to do that for myself internally. And then I wondered how how I could begin to feel more congruent inside and that would allow me to be more congruent outside and how my supporting who I am fully on the inside could give way to congruent action outwardly in my life as a, as a beginning and uh, into the world around me. This is not something that is necessarily new to me. It just felt like a powerful hit of next level, looking at what in me wants even more congruence now. And if uh, you are on my newsletter, 
list or you've seen some of my recent posts, you probably saw that those two relationships that I'm speaking about, I ended them. And one had transitioned into a bit of a different distance and that was working for a while and eventually it just wasn't working at all. And once it ended, once both of those ended, I felt incredible relief. And I imagine the other person did too. The other people did too. Because there was just something that really wasn't right in fit and it's not to blame the other person or people, but our time had passed and our connection together was ready to move on. After those ended, a whole lot of stuff in my world, in my life, shifted. I had been trying to sell a car, and that just went really fast. I had some beautiful, just amazing opportunities land in my space for uh, some new creative projects coming up that I just couldn't even dream of or think of, and here they are. And it, it feels really aligned and magical. And so I do feel that I have found even more of myself through this process. And to go back to the Hong Kong protests, I also felt that I have refined my way of how I want to interact in the world around issues that hurt people and hurt me. We look around and we see so many injustices and pain, so many things that we feel tug on us to support or stand up for. It's impossible to stand up for everything all at once, and that's not the point. But for me, what I found is that I am looking out into the world from time to time and just sensing what is touching my heart and what is connecting with me? What do I feel? And to slow down and take my time with feeling through that and asking myself those deeper questions of, what is this for me? When this feeling comes up for me, allowing my body wisdom to show me, what is this? Where, what is this connecting to in my personal life? And as I feel that through, how do I want to respond in the world? And what do I feel compelled to do out of the connection with my heart and the loving that comes from loving what comes up in me as well as what comes up as a reaction to the outer world and what's happening in the outer, outer world and living from that place. So I ended up talking about this topic with several people and posting about it on social media. And my sister and I decided to get an umbrella, which is signature of the Hong Kong 2014 umbrella movement protest. And we made a poster that just said something like, we support you, Hong Kong, and we stand with you, and posted that picture online. I'll link that to the show notes if you want to check out that post and that picture. But that felt really good. I also added some suggestions that I have thought about in me about what I feel I can do about the situation from where I am, from where I'm literally located and standing. And for now, I'm just staying connected with 
the outpouring of what else happens around the protests and seeing what the Hong Kong people are doing. We can feel so bombarded with all the things that are going on, but if we stay tuned into what's really drawing our hearts and where our hearts are being called to look, and if we really look and feel, that might give us some compelling way to take action and be in the world with what has integrated and synthesized within our bodies and hearts, our souls. And if we can allow that to make its way into the world, into its expression, movement, and being from who we are and from what we believe in, connection with ourselves will bring a deeper connection with other people and the world around us. And we can take that idea of the question of, are we really being with all the parts of ourselves and holding all the parts of ourselves in the best loving we can in this moment? And we can expand that into the world, into our connections and relations with others. Are we, are we doing the best we can in our loving for all those around us? Not just some, but all. Are we turning a blind eye to some? Are we leaving some in the shadows or even pushing them there? So I leave these questions with you today along with the questions around where are you sacrificing part of yourself in order to gain in another part of yourself? Where do you accept something that you're gaining from while you're paying the price on the other end? And if you're like me and you need a little reminder about what it feels like to feel congruent, to feel a real yes in your body, or to feel like something is truly aligned with you, tune into the experiential later this week where we'll work with that and help instill that into the body, into your psyche, into your awareness, so that when a decision comes up in your life, you'll have an easier sense You'll have a template to which you can check in with to see if something's really aligning with you. And you can also take inventory on what's going on in your life and where things might need to change in your life or where you want them to change. If you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll get that later this week. And if you aren't, you can find it at candacewu.com slash congruence. As usual, the experientials are for you to practice on your own. It's guided, so I walk you through everything, and you can practice them as many times as it feels like you're called to. And if we circle around all the way back to the beginning, talking about freedom, independence, what I'm left with now is the sense of choice the freedom to choose, the freedom to choose to look where it's painful in order to make a change, or the freedom to pause so you can support your nervous system and not push too hard. There's this whole discussion here 
around why it is that we turn a blind eye to certain things that I didn't really bring up, but I want to just speak to that briefly, that we are protecting ourselves in a lot of ways. And sometimes that's necessary and important and it's okay. And how do we be with the parts of ourselves that are protecting and that are paying a price or hurting? What is that experience? How do we deepen into being with ourselves and loving ourselves as we see what's happening? And that's also a choice. It's a choice to choose loving. Loving is witnessing. Loving is attending to. Being with, seeing, feeling through. So many ways to to do that with all the parts of who we are and people around us, the world around us. It's been lovely to have you here today. I appreciate you listening to all the different tangents of where this conversation went. And I hope that it inspires you to see the world around you in a deeper way, see yourself in a deeper way and with more loving and to make some space to hold more of you in congruence with yourself. Gather more of your energy to the wholeness of of who you are today. And to do so in a way that's not to reject other parts of you, but to bring in more into your circle of who you are. It is fabulous to have you here today. Thanks so much for joining me. Be sure to sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter if you're interested in staying in touch with my travels, the new horse meditation and constellations, offerings that are coming out with workshops and retreats, as well as offerings. You can find that at candacewoo.com embody. If you liked this episode, check out the episode on shifting out of self-betrayal. That episode was earlier on, episode 10 actually, and it's about living a truer and more congruent life, one that allows your soul to thrive and be nourished and where you can be more aware of ways that you betray or turn against parts of yourself. You can find that at candicewoo.com EP10. Be sure to check out other healing experientials, podcasts, and more at my website at candicewoo.com podcast. See you next time on the Embody Podcast.